Difficult times in Israel in the wake of these reports, and, and giving credit to the IDF for being transparent, that three Israeli hostages were killed by friendly fire as they sought rescue, waving a white flag, shirtless, screaming for help in Hebrew, uh, and yet were, were gunned down by IDF forces that thought that they were p- perhaps bait that was planted there by Hamas. It has eroded some support for the efforts against Hamas. It has uh, led to an erosion of support for Benjamin Netanyahu. What does it all mean going forward for the stability of the Middle East? And what I think most Americans would agree a strong Israel is necessary for the stability of that region. Mike Rogers, director at Ironet Cybersecurity, former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and candidate for the U.S. Senate for the Republicans here in Michigan. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Guy. It's always good to hear your voice. I hope you're ready for Christmas coming up. We're getting there. We're, the spirit <laughs> spirit is there. The, the Santa's list is not. But we're, we're working at it. We hope the same for you and your family. Um, Secretary Austin predicted that Israel could face strategic defeat because you might win the war but lose the battle for public opinion and actually be weakened going forward. Do you share that concern? Oh, always from the very beginning of this, uh, it is a hard, hard thing to go out and go after a terrorist organization that deliberately, by their own admission, uses human beings as shields uh, to commit their acts of terror. And so that is all you're always on the losing end of that argument, just going um and and, and going in. And it is a god awful tragedy that they had uh, the Israeli troops uh, killed these these three hostages. But, you know, it's really easy in a very antiseptic, you know, 5,000 miles away having mm-hmm. this discussion. When there are bombs going off and people shooting at you and there's RPGs flying through the air, you're asking a very young soldier to make a really difficult decision. I mean, it was unfortunate. I wouldn't put the whole weight of the whole thing on that one incident. As tragic as it is. Um, you know, we have to be careful, put it in broader context of what, mm-hmm. what the terrorists did, what they want to do, what they've threatened to do, uh, including, by the way, remember, after death to Israel, it's death to the United States. This is an important fight for, I think, to, to, to be able to dismantle their operation. And they are going to have to do it with public opinion. And I just wish some of these conversations I hear from our administration would happen behind closed doors where they should be, not necessarily pondering uh, in the open media for political purposes, really, really a disservice to what they're trying to do. Uh, Mike, we talked about this earlier this morning about they just found this tunnel that was wide enough to drive a car, and it just shows the complexity of this tunnel system. And it's really, really tough for them to try and root out Hamas. It is. And this is, the you know, all the reports are it's one of a very, very sophisticated uh, and remember, they, this is what's crazy. They used the money and the materials that were donated to Gaza to, for humanitarian aid to build this very elaborate network of tunnels, uh, which tells you what, you know, what the terrorists were all about from day one. Uh, and it is so extensive that uh, and it, they, they have apparently many ways they can escape from certain areas in these tunnel networks. So it's not connected in a way that you would think would make it easy to kind of get in and then start rooting them out. It just doesn't, it wouldn't work that way because of the sophistication of these networks. And that's really because they've had nation state help in the country of Iran. 
uh, who has been advising both militarily and they provide intelligence to the Hamas, all of the things you don't want to have happen by this by uh, their proxy master in Tehran helped with this tunnel network. And it's that sophisticated for this very reason. They got to a point where they thought, yep, well, we know they're going to come try to get us, So, but we're ready. Uh, so let's go slaughter 1,400 innocent people and use rape as a political tool. Uh, we just can't forget that in these conversations. In, in, uh, in looking at the execution of this, uh, Secretary Austin said, look, the lesson that I've learned from urban warfare, and he has a vast amount of experience in that, he said the lesson is that you can only win in urban warfare by protecting civilians, implying that there's a real risk to Israel here because they haven't done as good a job on it as he should have. He was pilloried by some uh, Senate Republicans saying that he was naive. Uh, Lindsey Graham went so far as to say, I've lost all confidence in this guy. Was what he was saying really that off the mark? Well, I always think comments like that are best served uh, after the conflict uh, or on a think tank board, not necessarily as the Commander-in-Chief of the United States. Again, uh, if they have a problem with the way the, the war is being conducted, then that should happen behind closed doors. You, you have to remember there is a massive disinformation campaign underway as we speak, mm-hmm. financed from Iran about Palestine versus what they're calling Israel the oppressors, right? And we have a huge swath of Americans who have have been getting this st- steady diet of this stuff for years, which is why you see this wave of anti-Semitic behavior. I wouldn't do one thing to feed uh, feed that furnace at all. And I think having these kind of pondering conversations about, well, it could be really bad. I just think that is not helpful in a military context. Understood. If you have, yeah, if you have problems, then, then go, go talk to them. Um, they have a huge job to do is try to dismantle Hamas. Israel knew upfront guy, Jamie, that they had a short period of time because the public wouldn't be with them. Remember Hamas says, yes, we civilians are part of the martyr program here. We want civilians to be killed. We use that as part of it. I mean, that's what their thinking is. Right. So how do you get through that and accomplish what you need? That's the hardest part. Mike, we have less than a minute, but I just want to ask you about the border and the discussion going on. They're trying to get a deal. What would you support in getting some kind of change in that realm? Uh, the most important thing that they could do is remain in Mexico right mm-hmm. up front. You have to stop the idea that I can come here, get a credit card, get a hotel, uh, you know, matter of fact, I, I was having a hard time getting a hotel in New York City, uh, you know, this summer. Uh, I went there, said I was an illegal immigrant. I got a hotel, a credit card, a phone. It was fantastic, <laughs> very inexpensive as well. I mean, we have got to stop this nonsense. It's dangerous. You know, we have terrorists crossing the border, fentanyl crossing that border, uh, criminal gangs who show up in uh, Oakland County across that border and who are robbing homes right here in Oakland County in, uh, in, in uh, Southeast Michigan, which is by the way, why we are, you know, we have over two dozen county sheriffs endorsed my campaign today. Uh, pretty important. We've got some crime work to do in the state. Uh, and I've got some plans to, to get after the fact that we have eight of the top 50 most violent cities in America are in Michigan. I've got a plan to get them off the list. I think that's why I'm gaining support with so many law enforcement officials across the state. Today. And let's have a larger discussion about that policy uh, discussion at another time, Mike. Thanks so much uh, for your views on the Middle East. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys.